Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. How's everyone doing? Hope everyone had a really great day. It's really hot across so much of this country. It's sizzling in Texas. It's sizzling in the east on the East Coast, in the upper Midwest. It's sizzling in Florida. It's sizzling in Europe. I understand that the UK is one of the hottest places in the world right now. And they don't have air conditioning over there. You know, and uh, it's tough. It's really tough for a lot of people, especially old people in this in this kind of weather. So stay cool because it's not easy. It's not easy. We still have, what, another about six weeks of it basically, right? Because you get through July, then you have August, which is can be as bad if not worse. And then hopefully, hopefully it gets better. In September, it cools down. But right now it is just sizzling hot everywhere. And this heat really just saps your energy when you're walking around in it. It saps it in the... The extreme sun really saps your energy. You know what else saps my energy? <laughs> a lot of stuff other than the heat saps my energy. And that is uh, phony liberals. Well, phony politicians in general. Not just phony liberals, but lately phony liberals are getting on my, on my nerve more than anyone else. And uh, we're going to talk tonight about, we're going to talk about a few things. A few things are happening here, Okay. Uh, first, John Fetterman is a total phony. He's, I think I, I, I alluded to this last night. I spoke about it a little bit in yesterday's show that um, he uh, is running these ridiculous ads and tweets, running tweets about how Oz is not local enough. You know, Oz is just not local enough. He's, a, he's, a, he's an outsider. He's a carpet bag. Look, he's a carpet bagger. He's a, he's a horrible carpet bagger. You know, um, and it's just like, it's lame. I mean, we've heard that many times from politicians when they're running against someone who hasn't lived in that city or that state for a hundred years. Like you have to have your grandparents have to be from there. Your great grandfather had to have owned a local store. It's ridiculous. It's just so cheesy. It's very cheesy. And now, you know, uh, he's running ads saying um, that Oz is a pro-life. First of all, I think it's hilarious whether you're pro-life or whether you're for abortion, believe in a certain abortion to a certain limit, to a certain time frame and a trimester. But to, to run ads saying this guy is pro-life, how dare he be pro-life? I mean, it's such a stupid phrasing. It really is. Wouldn't you just, if, if you were smart, wouldn't you say anti-choice? Isn't that a better way to frame it? But these Democrats, they're liberals. These are, it's just a stupid wedge issue to them, Right. And so they, they had this phrase that they've been used forever, which is pro-life. And now usually that's the phrase, the right, the people who are, who are against abortion use pro-life because that's, that's what they believe they are. They're pro-life of the child. But why would a Democrat who's running against someone who says they're pro-life use that in an ad against them in an attack ad? It has Oz saying, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-life. I mean, what do we, so what, what's he supposed to be, pro-death? This is how idiotic that whole that whole phrasing is. If I was running an ad, if I had nothing else to talk about, which John Fedman has nothing else to talk about, okay, has no real issues to talk about. So you can talk about like where the guy lives and a, a, a wedge issue. Like his only real issue is a wedge issue. I would say this guy is anti-choice, anti-choice. I wouldn't say he's pro-life. This is how it's how dumb the Democrats are. They're so bad at this. 
They really are so bad at this. But the fact of the matter is, is that Democrats are in the point now where it's forcing more people to become pro-life because they're saying stupid things like, I love abortion. They're wearing shirts and saying, I love abortion. They're saying that a woman should be able to give abortion when she's in labor if she decides last minute, eh, like canceling a reservation last minute. So they're doing these stupid, extreme things, and they expect everyone else to go along with it. You know, they expect everyone else just to go along with it. So they're turning a lot of people off, like myself. A lot of people used to back them with the, their you know, pro-choice movement. Um, if, I, if I'm a Republican now, I'm running an ad saying John Fenneman's anti-life. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's anti-life. That's it. Or pro-death. John Fenneman's pro-death. Because that's basically what it comes down to now. When you're talking about something with a heartbeat, you know, that's well, well through the first trimester to the point where some of these Democrats, not all of them, but some of them have said, no, the woman should have the right to choose until the actual birth takes place. It's insanity. It's total, total insanity. And that's what the Democrats don't get, that the party has gone so far to the extreme, crazy left fringe that they are abandoning people. The authoritarian left is what is what comes of that extreme lefty, the authoritarianism to say, well, and then, of course, you know, these Democrats like Fetterman had the nerve to say, oh, you know, Dr. Oz is, you know, anti-choice or pro-life, however they put it. When, of course, people like John Fetterman want to force children and women and people to get vaccines, want to want to force them to get two, three, four, five, seven jabs of a of a of a uh, shitty uh, medical experiment in order to live their lives normally. That's OK. That's that's fine. That's fine. You can be anti-choice with, with regards to vaccines. And masking, that's absolutely, perfectly fine, because it's the interest of the public health, as Hitler said. Perfectly fine. Interest of the public health, just like Hitler said. Exactly what Hitler said is what Democrats say. Exactly. That's what Barbara Farrar says, right, public health? We have a little thing going on with Barbara Farrar, well, a little thing going on. Barbara Farrar has been exposed as a, a liar. Well, she, we know she's a liar, but even recently she's been exposed as lying about the numbers in L.A. in order to get her authoritarian mask useless, idiotic, moronic, retarded mask mandates back in place. And actually, there's a uh, someone who's on uh, Laura Ingram tonight who um, is talking about that, who is simply talking about how she fixed the numbers. She fixes the numbers, and they, they keep on doing this. They keep on doing this. And I'll get back to Fetterman in a minute, but I do want to talk about these numbers that L.A. County is pretending. These are fake numbers. We saw this during the bulk of COVID, right, when they were saying, oh, the hospitals are overrun. This hospital is 98 percent COVID patients. When we knew if you talk to real doctors, like I I know a doctor in San Francisco who works at a city central hospital, which was a, a COVID hospital, which means they sent the COVID patients to that hospital. And I asked him how many healthy 30 year olds, let's say. Did you see who came in and, and got COVID and died of COVID? And the answer was zero. That's the truth. When you talk to real doctors, you get the truth. We're seeing doctors in LA now saying maybe 10% of the patients in these hospitals now are there strictly 
for COVID with nothing else. The other 90% have other things like appendicitis, you know, like uh, diabetes, like high blood pressure, like heart issues. And now they're forcing, as they have been since day one, forcing a COVID test on you. And if that test positive, these patients are going, I'm COVID positive. Yes, you're COVID positive. You're a COVID patient. So that's the way it's registering. But this is the way it was all along. And they know that they fake, they phonied up these numbers. They know they've been fake and bullshit, and they've done nothing to change it. They've done nothing to change the way they perceive the numbers because they don't want to, because they want it. They want their lockdowns. Barbara Farrar wants her lockdowns and her mask mandates and her vaccine passports. She can't get that if the 1,000 people she says are in hospitals for COVID are actually 100. She can't get that. The numbers don't get to her ridiculous red level retarded color coding that she has. So they have to fake the numbers and that's what she's doing. They're telling them if people come in there and they, they test positive for COVID, they are a COVID patient. It doesn't matter if they're on their, it doesn't matter if they're a terminal cancer patient. It doesn't matter if they have extreme heart disease. It doesn't matter if they're coming in there to get a kidney stone taken out. My friend back in May of 2020 in New York, went to the hospital for a kidney stone removal, and they gave him a COVID test. It was negative. Had it turned out positive, he would be listed as a hospitalized COVID patient. Understand that. He had no symptoms. He wasn't sick at all, except he had the kidney stone. So that's what they're doing. So 90% of these people are in hospitals for other things, and they happen to test positive. That's why these hospitals have been giving COVID tests when you come in for any, you come in for a fucking hangnail or a, an ingrown toenail, they give you a COVID test. Why? When you're showing no symptoms. This is why these moron doctors are not treating the symptoms. They have no symptoms, but they test you because they've been told to do this. Because, hey, if one out of every five, one out of every six people test positive for COVID, boom, the numbers go up. And their coding goes from green to orange to red. And they can impose their mandates. That's why they do it. And of course, hospitals were given more money for more COVID patients. The more COVID patients they had, more people tested positive, they got more money. So they wanted, they were rooting it on. They were cheering on these positive tests. They're cheering every time a positive test. And this is continuing. This is, this is continuing now. And it's uh, coming full circle and it's happening again in Los Angeles. So, uh, yeah, less than 10% of those are there for COVID. The rest found out they had COVID once they were tested. Oh, I've got COVID. I came, I'm sorry. I came in because I had a toothache. Oh, I have COVID. Yes. Now you're a COVID patient. You're a number, you're another number, another, another, another digit. So that's the bullshit. So when you hear there are 1100 people as some news outlet, just tried to report in, uh, in, in, in LA, the number's more like 100. The number, and, remember, and even those 100 people, many of them are not in very awful shape. They're not, in a, not dying. So the numbers are totally phony. Totally phony. They really are. And 100 people in a city of 5 million? So, so what? Who cares? Really, who cares? It's ridiculous. Well, who cares? Why is it even a story? But this is never ending with these liberals. It's never ending with the Democrats. It really is never ending. They, they cannot shake it. 
They cannot shake it because there's too much money to be involved. There's too much money made here. And, of course, these moronic people say, oh, wait, I got the vaccine for free. I got, I got the bunch of COVID tests for free. No one's, make, no, no one's making any money. That's why Pfizer stock and Moderna stock and Abbott stock have shot up. Because they're not making any money off these. They, they're, they're just kind-hearted people in big pharma who are giving it out for free. You see, someone always pays, always pays. But they fooled you because you're not actually paying. That, that's free. It's socialism, I guess. It's free. It's not free. It's not free. They're making, look, Abbott has no problem making COVID tests. For some reason, they can't make baby formula. COVID tests are more important than, making, than feeding children. It's insane. It's really sick out there and getting sicker. It truly is. By the minute. By the minute. Things aren't getting better. They're getting worse. It's worse when you know it's all phony. It's worse when you've been through this for three years and done this a million times and you continue to do it. It's worse than it was when you did it for the first time in April or May of 2020. It's not better. It's worse. It's more sinister. It's more evil. I'm trying to just pull up my Twitter feed and talk at the same time. Try doing that. Try pulling up your Twitter feed and doing the podcast the same. <laughs> Not so easy. That's why people have producers. Um, let's see. Yeah, well, here's, a, here's another story here. Yes, we've all seen these doctors. This is what happened here. It was actually Fox 11 Los Angeles. There are nearly 1,300 COVID positive patients in LA County Hospital. Even if there were 1,300, which they're not, that would be about 130, right? 10%. Everything you see, make it 10%. So 130. Even 1,300. It's a city of 5 million. If you add in tourists, it's probably 8 million. So who cares? And this is a story on Fox 11 LA. A phony story. Yes, and we've seen the doctors from the L.A. hospital say no serious disease and patients, no serious disease, even the ones who are there for COVID. And patients who incidentally have COVID but are not there because of it. That's 90% of them. Incidentally have COVID but not there because of it. As this person, Botox, oh, Barbie Botox. Hey, at Barbie Botox on Twitter says, let's move on to the next moral panic. So we're seeing more and more of this more and more of this, and it's all coming full circle. Uh, another another person. Oh, here, oh, I'm sorry, it's Human, it's Dr. Human David, very interesting name, Human David Hamadi, Human David Hamadi, who's on Laura Ingram tonight, and is going to be on Fox and Friends first, in the more, uh, also. Um, so, Laura Ingram, Fox and Friends, discussing uh, the LA public health scandal where Barbara Ferrar was caught lying to justify the new mask mandates and school mandates, school mask mandates. So that's, that's, of course, will the Fox will have him on, but will the left wing, will, will the mainstream media, will 90% of the media have him on? Of course not. Of course not. Another guy on Twitter today posts his, uh, I'm, I'm tired of people posting their, their COVID tests. I don't need to see that letter C with the line next to it. I don't give it. I, I keep on thinking that pregnancy tests. Hey, maybe men can get pregnant. So this guy, on, I, w- I won't out him, but he's on Twitter. And he writes, when the best and most beautiful day of your life is effed up completely in a split second. And he puts three broken heart emojis, two shots, two boosters, and always mask inside in public. For what? Because he tested positive. 
because he tested positive. And I wrote, your life is fucked up because you have a cold. What does the C stand for in the positive? Cuck? Cuckold? These people are insane. And so he writes right there in his tweet. The answer is right there in his tweet. He doesn't get it. Two shots, two boosters, and always mask inside in public. For what? And he puts a crying emoji with a broken heart. Are these people for real? This has got to be performance art. Are these people for real? He doesn't understand what the for what means. He doesn't get that part, the for what. The for nothing, you jerk. The for nothing, you moron. Yes, you got two boosters and two jabs, four shots, and you've worn masks for three years for no reason. Yes, exactly. No reason. And you're now you're wasting your time tweeting for no reason. I don't need to see your comment. Co- and his life is ruined. Why is your life ruined? Okay, let, let's try to think. Let's try to get into the mind of a COVID cultist. Why would your life be ruined? Let's say you had even some symptoms, like you had a sniffle or a cold, and you took this thing, and the C shows up, right? These men, this is a man, by the way. These men are acting the way young girls act when they get a positive pregnancy test. How am I going to tell my mother? I can understand them thinking their lives are ruined. This guy's life is ruined because he has a fucking cold. So why is, why is your life ruined? Do you think you're going to die now, deteriorate in the next couple of days? You're going to be dead in 48 hours? Um, I don't, can, you, you can't do anything? You can't leave your apartment for two? Why is your life ruined? Is, it, is there a stigma attached to it? This is a total insanity. And look, I understand these people fear and hysteria, fear and hysteria, fear for three years, fear, 1984-style propaganda for three years. I get it. I really get it. But at some point, you got to say, as Malcolm X said, I've been hoodwinked. I've been bamboozled. I've been cast astray. (laughs) You have to at some point, like Malcolm X was telling the black people, you have to at some point say, okay, we have been fooled now. We have to stop. We have to fight back. We have to fight back. I've been run amok. That was just right. Run amok. At some point, you got to say, we now get it. Okay, we now get it. And now it's time to fight back. And the way to fight back is to not take those fucking tests. Throw them in the garbage. Don't wear those masks. Don't comply. Don't get those shots anymore. That's the way you end this. When they stop making money off of this, they will end it. It will go away. When they stop making money, they will go on to the next thing whatever the next thing is. And it's going to have to be something very different, of course. They'll have to wait another 50 years to do this again. So that's the answer. And that is the only answer. Don't comply if you don't comply. We've seen that lately with mask mandates in Oakland that lasted two days, in Philly three days, because no one complied. And so they stopped them. And so people in LA just have to not comply when this thing happens at the end of the month. Not comply and it will go away. If people don't comply, there's nothing this walking zombie Ferrari can do, and it goes away, and then they pull it away, and they never say they pulled it away because no one complied. They say, oh, the numbers went down in three and a half hours. It's so stupid. The whole thing is so idiotic. Beyond idiotic. Like John Fetterman. Oh, how about, uh, so Fetterman, I'm also going to get to the DA, 
uh, Alvin Bragg in, in New York City. Finally, after torturing this poor bodega owner for like, what, three weeks, almost three weeks, he dropped the charges. And he dropped the charges because of you and me. He dropped the charges because of the politicians and the podcasters and everyone and Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, who put the pressure on him to drop those ridiculous murder charges. And the bodega owners who put the pressure on him to drop those charges. And that's what happened. He dropped the charges. So that's it. There are no more murder charges. So that's a good thing. But why did he? Why did, why do you have to torture this poor guy, Jose Alba, for three weeks? Why do you have to torture? And now the guy can't go back to work because now he's like a, a target on his back for the friends of this scumbag who he killed. So it's not totally a positive outcome. I'm glad they, the, the, the charge been dropped, but now the guy's going to have to move and work somewhere else. And why should he have to do that just because he defended himself against uh, vermin? I mean, seriously. But going back to Fetterman, you know, it's amazing. How many progressives continue to be fooled by these phony progressives? These phony progressives. I'm a progressive warrior, they say. I'm a progressive warrior. I'm for Medicare for all. I'm for Medicare. I'm for minimum wage of $85. They say these things they know are never going to happen. And once again, as I said yesterday, they're not, not going to happen because Republicans it's, Democrats control everything, folks. And Democrats have had more control than this. They've had greater control, greater numbers in the past. And Medicare for all never passed. And, and $25 minimum wage, whatever they want, never passed. $15 minimum wage never passed. Okay? When Democrats had even more control, when they had a Senate majority of three or four, when they had a House seat majority of 20, 30 seats, super majority, they never passed any of this shit. Okay? So they're not going to pass it now with a slim majority. And they're certainly not going to pass it in November when they don't even have control anymore. So it's all garbage. He's feeding garbage. It's like, let's vote for the person who says what we says flowery things. This is what it comes down to. Let's just say flowery things and get votes. I like him because he says flowery things. It's not going to happen. There's not going to be Medicare for all. It's not happening in this country. There's no Medicare for all. Forget it. Move to London. Move to France. It's not happening here. Okay. Whether it should or it shouldn't is a different story. It's not happening here. That's reality. Just meet these ridiculous minimum wages, $15, $20 they talk about. Not, never going to happen here. How long was the minimum wage here like seven and change? It's not happening here. Okay? It'll happen locally, absolutely. But running for Senate has nothing to do with it. It's not going to happen. These things are not going to happen. And I'm not just being, uh, people oh, you're being so cynical, Mike. Of course these things, no, they're not going to happen. There are things that can happen. But these things, these grand things, $20 minimum wage, Medicare for all, Green New Deal, only wind-powered, it's not happening. Okay? But they fool people with this shit. They fool people in these states with big blue pockets like like Pennsylvania and progressives in places like Philadelphia because they know they can fool them. They know they can fool them. And that's this is John Fetterman's whole shtick. His chick that chick is getting old. I mean that's like really like 2016, man. You know that but that's what he does. That's his whole thing. I'm for I'm for minimum wage and Medicare for all and it's like it's like Bernie Sanders running for the Senate basically in Pennsylvania and this that and the other thing and and Oz is uh doesn't not from here and he wants to he wants to you you know he wants to women to be have to abort you know it's hard to even talk about it How, he wants women to not kill their children he he right he wants women to not be able to kill their children in like the the late trimesters and as the baby's popping out of their 
vagina. It's this is I, I cannot believe it that people buy this crap. It's all wedge issues and garbage. Like I've said before, it's like issues that people don't think about when they wake up in the morning. People don't wake up in the morning in Pennsylvania. I can guarantee you that 99.999% of people in Pennsylvania don't wake up and think, oh, Jesus, I need Dr. Oz isn't from here. He wasn't born here. Oh, Dr. Oz hasn't, his ancestry doesn't go back to Harrisburg. Do people actually fucking care? Do they? And most people don't wake up caring about abortion either. They don't. Democrats simply don't get it. They continue to talk about things people don't care about. They don't care. Yeah, it's funny. It, yes, it's funny. Ha ha. Like, you know, like, you know, like the Satan, what, what, the, 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 the Santa, what do they call him? The Satan? Death Santa? It's so funny to liberals. It's so funny that, that Fetterman makes fun of Oz uh, eating at a place that tourists eat at. Oh, hilarious. Dr. Oz for New Jersey bumper stickers. How funny. How funny. The elites think this is so funny. The elites think this is how most people, the elites have so much money and no worries. They can talk about these things. They don't care that most people don't give a fuck about any of these things. They don't care. And they don't even know that. They don't even have the wherewithal to know that most people don't care about these things. They don't. But what did Dr. Oz talk about? talked about the overreach with COVID. He talked about the kids being masked. He talked about the kids being uh, two years back in their learning. He talked about we shouldn't have done that as it was happening, not just now, as it was happening. The lockdowns being economy killers and small business killers. Talked about that at the beginning, not just now. See, these are the things people care about. We see having the foresight to know what's good and what's bad, what's right and what's wrong. People care about that. People care about it. And people, you know, get mad at me because I make fun of Fetterman's looks and his weight. But, hey, only Democrats can do that stuff. You can make fun of Dr. Oz eating at a at a cheese at a cheesesteak that's only tourists eat at. You can call him, you know, a foreigner. You can call him all these names. Democrats can do that and get away with it. But none of us can. The rest of us can't do that. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. And like I said, health matters when you're talking about Senate and Congress and the president. People said Biden's age, we shouldn't talk. Remember, people said it's not right to talk about Biden's age and mental health. Well, look at where we are now. And so it's absolutely right to talk about age and mental health. It's absolutely right to talk about physical health. And obviously, one candidate is in much better physical health than the other. There's absolutely no arguing it. No zero arguing it. If you want to call in, if you want to talk about about the John Fetterman or the, uh, you know, COVID or the masking or the numbers, or if you want to talk about the bodega worker, or if you want to talk about Fauci retiring, Fauci the fraud retiring. I was with a couple of friends today and I was talking about Fauci and how I blame Trump for him because Trump put him front and center. Trump didn't have to do that. And if Trump had taken the time and the effort to investigate Fauci for 10 minutes he would have hopefully not put him front and center. I mean, a guy who was totally wrong through the whole age age crisis, right? The guy pushed AZT. He said AZT was the answer and it killed people. It's just like now. He says whatever the answer, whatever he believes the answer is hurts more people and kills more people. He doesn't know anything. He's a total fucking incompetent. Okay. But this is what really 
burns my ass. This is not like 150 years ago. This is like recent history. We saw gay pride parades where people were marching, Fauci, you're killing us. Why are you killing us, Dr. Fauci? And yet those same, some of those same people, some of those same people are now doing exactly what Fauci says, getting the vaccines, wearing the masks. The same people who called him a killer of gay men 10, 15, 20 years ago are now doing exactly what he says. It drives me up a fucking wall. But yes, if Trump had done the 10 minutes of investigation that I did, he wouldn't have put Fauci front and center. I believe Trump would be smart enough to not do that, but he didn't bother. And someone whispered in his ear, he didn't know who the hell Fauci was. Someone whispered in his ear, this is the guy from the NIH. This is your guy. And so he created the monster. He created the Fauci monster. He could have put Scott Atlas front and center. He could have put Marty McCarry, Jay Bhattacharya. There's a million doctors. McCullough. He could have put a million doctors who are more qualified than Fauci and have a much more success rate in their lives as doctors than Fauci. Front and center. He put Fauci front and center. He created that monster. He created that monster. And now only he or another Republican can destroy that monster. Fauci's retiring because he knows Biden's not going to win. Fauci's retiring when Biden loses. Big shit, of course he is, because there's no way a Trump or DeSantis is going to put him in charge of anything again. So it, it's, it amazes me how, how some people just can't seem. It's just a cognitive dissonance. It's such a cognitive dissonance. I, I just don't get it. Do, do, do people who thought Fauci was a monster in 1993 don't think it's the same Fauci because he's older? Is it a different guy? Do they think he's better now? Do they think because AIDS isn't the issue anymore it was, that he, he's that, he did that? It, 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 I, I don't get it. I, I, I certainly don't, I don't, get, I don't get that disconnect. There should be many more Fauci haters on the left, especially from, the, from gay people, than there have been. In fact, they're the biggest ones in his corner. And I don't get it. I simply don't get it. Maybe someone can call in and tell me what the, what the disconnect is. Because I, 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 don't, I don't understand the disconnect. I, I, I truly don't. I don't understand the, that, that total mental disconnect. But he's retiring. Great, he's retiring. He's retiring at 85. So what, what the hell? Come on, man. Retiring. He can't retire now. He's got to wait two and a half more years. He's got, he's got to get another two plus years in of torturing us to death. He's got to ride this out for another two years. Well, there's a lot of money to be. He's making, what, a half million a year, right? So that's another million, million two. And that's just, you know, over, that's just the legit stuff money he makes. Forget about the illegitimate stuff he makes from his friends in Big Pharma. Forget the under-the-table stuff he makes and gifts he gets from Big Pharma, which he's, he himself said he doesn't have to royal, he doesn't have to expose. Those royalties, he doesn't tell us. He doesn't have to tell us any of those. It's not, and the law says he doesn't have to tell us these royalties he gets from big pharma for pushing shit vaccines and shit COVID tests. So he wants that gravy, that gra- he knows the gravy train will probably end just about that time. Like I said, it'll be very played out by then. It'll be five years and a Republican will be taking over. The Republicans will control Congress. So he knows by then his number's up. So this is like, oh, a voluntary retirement. No, it's a, it's a forced retirement. He knows he'll have a forced retirement once the demented one in the Oval Office is no longer around to keep him around. But he's going to milk it. He's going to milk it for every dollar 
and every Sunday show he can be on between now and then. <clears throat> Let him kick his ass out right now, wouldn't you? Yeah, so that's, you know, there's, there's a lot happening, but it's uh, the, the election's heating up. It's what? Where are we? Three and a half months? Yeah, just about three and a half. A little over three and a half months left until until the midterms. It's going to be here in a flash. It's going to be here in a flash. So we really have to start talking about, and I will, these major races, you know, like like uh, Ozzy and Fetterman, and these these major races, these possible pickups for Democrats, these possible pickups for Democrats in the House, in the Senate, in the governor's races. Um, very important that we start talking about this and start highlighting and what, what these people are doing in their campaigns, highlighting them, calling them out for the crap, like the Fetterman crap, the, the, the stupid sarcasm about Oz's residency. That's, he must tweet about that 17 times a day. Evidently, that's his, you know, his advisor said, oh, this is the way to go. This is what Pennsylvanians care about. They want you to be from here. They want you to have, and, you know, that's what they, they don't care about the gas prices. They don't care about the mandates. They don't care about their small business being shut down. They don't care about their kids not being able to go to school. They don't care about any of that. They don't care about inflation, 10%. No, no, they care that Oz uh, isn't here as long as you've been here. That's, that's what they care about. No, that's what the extreme liberals who are going to vote for in any way care about. I don't believe that's what independents care about. But leave it to Democrats to not know how to run a campaign, to not understand what people really care about. That's why they lose. That's where they're going to lose in November, because you have most of the Republicans talking about things like inflation and gas prices and COVID mandates and lockdowns and the suffering. You know, they're all things people care about. And Democrats are talking about residency and abortion and gun control and the usual shit that they've been talking about for decades To me, it's an easy choice, folks. To me, it's an easy and obvious choice. And 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 if you want to be locked in, when, when someone serves notice on you, right? When someone serves notice, they're going to do something to you. They've done something to you, right? If someone, if there's a bully in school, and that bully always bothers you or trips you or beats you up, you know they're going to do it again if they get a chance, right? So the Democrats already serve notice, that they believe in, they love, they adore lockdowns, masks, all the mask mandates, vaccine mandate. They're going to go to vaccine five and six and seven and mask mandate 12 and 13 and 14. They've already served notice. So if you vote for that, you're saying you want that again. You want more of that. You want more of businesses closed. You want more of children having their education retarded by three or four years. You want more of that. You're saying you want more of that. You have to understand that because they're going to do it again. If they win, they'll be emboldened. If they win, they'll say, the people want it. If they win, they'll, they'll say, the people wanted this. They're not punishing us for it. They're rewarding us for it. Therefore, they want more of it. We're going to give them more of it because we want to keep winning. Because obviously, they vote for us when we do it to them. So that's the thing. It's really simple. If I'm a Republican, every ad I'm running, I don't care if I'm running for dog catcher to president. I'm running ads saying, if you vote for Democrats, you're getting locked down again. If you're voting for Democrats, you're getting more jabs forced into your arms. If you're voting for Democrats, your children aren't going to school again. If you're voting for Democrats, your children are wearing masks again. If you want that, and that's, that's what my ad would say. If you want that, don't vote for me. Vote for the Democrat. That's it. That's the ad I would run over and over and over and over and over again. 
I don't think I've seen one Republican running that ad, though. Maybe they are. Look, I don't know. There's so many local races going on. I, I don't know. I know they're talking about woke stuff and, 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 and critical race theory. I, I get that. That's also good to run those ads. Because if you want your children, yes, if you want your, your four-year-old or your five-year-old talk, uh, taught, taught their, if they're white, they're racist and horrible and, uh, and, and taught about you know, sex change operations at that age, you should vote for Democrats. I'd run those ads too. I hope they are. I think it's so easy to win this year. I think it's incredibly easy to win because independents believe in the message I'm saying. You know, the extreme left are going to vote for these Democrats no matter what, the right or not. The independents, I think, really understand the issues that matter and don't want four-year-olds being taught about sex change or critical race theory. They don't want the kids being masked. We saw that in Virginia in the governor's race. We They don't want their kids not being able to go to school. They don't want to have to work from home. They don't want lockdowns. They don't want vaccine mandates. They're tired of it all. So I think it's a really easy election to win if the Republicans do it the right way. If the Republicans aren't afraid to go there. And I hope so. You know, I hope that's, I hope that's the case. You know, I really do. But uh, it, it's, it's, it's to the point now where I, I think that it's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult for me to ever see voting for a Democrat again. Really, it really is. Unless, if there was a Democrat that came out and spoke the way I did, I would vote for them. Because I'm not a cultist. I'm not a cultist in one way or the other, D-O-R. I'm not, you know, I'm not a cult of a letter, as most people are, the cult of a letter. But I, who's talking like that? What Democrat is talking like that? Not even one Democrat saying it was really not great. Uh, is, is there any Democrat out there that's saying it was wrong, that we shouldn't do it that way again? No, they're like all doubling and tripling down. Tucker Carlson had on uh, a, a, a video of uh, Pritzker, another guy in great shape, in Illinois, and he was talking to like a Democratic conference. And Pritzker said, the Republicans are, are getting on our case because we follow the science. We follow, <laughs> they're full of shit can they be? So that's what I'm saying. These Democrats are not only not saying that they did some things wrong, they did everything wrong, but they're doubling and tripling down and saying they followed the science. So what they're saying to you is, we'll do it again. Of course, they didn't follow the science. It's just the opposite. But they're saying, we will do that again. We believe in what we did. We will do it again. They didn't follow the science. They followed the money. They followed the political science. But this guy has the nerve to stand up there and say, they're bashing us because we followed the science. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. Hilarity ensues. You know? And that's basically to the, to the point now where, you know, up is down, left is right. You know the way it works. Blue is red, red is... Everything is topsy-turvy. Everything is topsy-turvy. And I think that there's no doubt in my mind, it's not going to happen. Democrats are not going to win in November. But there's no doubt in my mind if they did win in November, they would do it all again. They would do it all again. I don't think I'm, in, I, I'm being fearful or hysterical. I think they would do it again. I don't think I'm trying to make people scared. I'm just telling you how it is. Because 
they serve notice and they talk like J, they Prisker talk, saying they followed the science. So they believed they did what was right and they would do it again. So it's a very clear election. It's, it's, a, it's a very, very clear election. And, you know, I, I can't, I, I, I can't say that for sure how big of a win it will be. You never know. All of these elections are local. We don't know how each candidate is running a campaign. You know what I'm saying? There are people who just, there are people who are in places where they can win, but they don't run a good campaign. And you have to be able to run. For me, it's easy. You just don't vote for a Democrat. <laughs> but a lot of people don't think that way, you see. So they, they'll see a candidate. And they won't like the kind of campaign they're running. They'll run a bad campaign. They'll be lazy, blah, 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 whatever it may be. They won't run the right ads. They won't do the right things. And they lose. So we don't know exactly how big of a wave this is going to be. Some, there will be. There will be a lot of candidates who just get by on the fact they're Republicans. But there'll be some places where maybe the Democrat runs a better campaign, you know, whatever it may be. So you, you have to, we don't know, right? We have, no, we have to talk to people around the country and talk about these local elections, the kinds of TV ads that are being run, where the candidates are going, what they're doing, what they're talking about, to get a better idea, a better grasp. And I think as we get closer to November, we will, with localized polling of how things are going. But like I said, in a, local, in a poll I saw about a week ago, Fetterman was up by like nine. Now, I can't. I, it's mind-boggling to think Fetterman will be up by nine points. In Pennsylvania, which is a pretty, I mean, it's blue, but it's not. I mean, it's what did Biden win it by? It was, it was very for a guy from Scranton, Scranton Joe. It was tight, wasn't it? It wasn't like a point or two. It wasn't like ten points. It was pretty tight. So I, I, I don't. And the same thing in Hillary when Hillary ran against Trump. I think it might have been even tighter. But it's amazing to me. The the one thing I'll get to Daniel. I'll get to you in a second. But the, I don't want to lose this train of thought. But I think what could be happening. And I'm very hopeful. This is what's happening. Is there a lot of the, the polling is going to have a lot of trouble this year because there's so many people like me who are switching. People like me who voted Democrat their whole life and are voting Republican now. And new Republicans. Remember, Florida's registered so many new Republicans. They have like a 200,000 gap now between Democrat, Republicans and Democrats, 200,000 more Republicans than Democrats, which is the largest margin they've ever had. So I think the polling might be having trouble with the new electorate, with the, with the new electorate. And so I'm hoping that's the excuse I'm using for someone like Fetterman being up by nine points. He may be up, but it may be more within the margin of ever two or three or four points in which Oz, has a, Oz would have a real good chance. So that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that there's just this new electorate. There's these new Republicans that have never voted for before. There are people like me who have never voted for Republicans before. And that the polling is having a lot of trouble with that. In fact, I will predict that the Republicans will do better. Whatever the polls say, like Nate Silver, whatever they say on November 7th, I think Republicans will do better on Election Day. Don't know how much better, but better than expected. Better than the polls say. Let's see if Daniel agrees with me on that. Let me see. Daniel, what's up? Hey, Mike. Long-time hey. listener, first-time caller. <laughs> yeah, first-time caller, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, with... with um. With all of the uh, illiberals um, focus on one choosing one's own identity, maybe they're stuck when it comes to using language like pro-life to um, describe their opposition um, because they have to let 
them choose their own identity, political or otherwise. Yeah. And, um, and and it's, it's probably a tactic worth using whenever somebody identifies you um, in, a, in using terms that are a benefit to their argument, simply demand that, <laughs> like, like they continually argue, that you be allowed to identify <laughs> whatever that means uh, as you please. <laughs> yeah, right. Identify, identify as you please, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I certainly identify as a Republican, I have to say. I definitely identify as a Republican. I can't, I can't in good conscience identify as a, as a Democrat these days. Well, neither can I. I dumped the party two years ago, and um, I'm neither a Democrat or Republican, and I only really consider myself an independent. Um, I just um, i am a free agent. <laughs> You're a free agent. Well, I, I mean, look, it's 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 quite obvious that, like I say, in a in a in a race, when you when you look at what candidates are talking about, which ones have the issues on their side and which ones don't, because when you don't have the issues on your side, is when you talk. The candidate I always say that doesn't have the issues on their side talks about frivolous stuff, right? Like, oh, the guy doesn't live here. The guy is, is in a pizzeria that's, a, you know, tourists go to. That's frivolous shit, you know. If you had real issues that people cared about to talk about, you wouldn't need to talk about that stuff. But it's almost like all these Democrats only have these Hail Mary passes that they can throw, you know. And it's like they don't, they don't have the issues on their side. They don't have the issues on their side. I mean, they just don't. The, it, all they can do, all they can do at this point is is do what they've been doing for, for the, over over a year now, is is try to change the very language that we use to describe the various issues, to muddy the waters to such a degree that people are so confused when they go to the ballot box that, that they hope, hope to getting, hope, hope to approaching a 50th result. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, a tactic that's been used over and over again when um, if, you, if you want to throw a, an election. Um, one of the ways you do that is you is you want to influence an election. One of the ways you do that is you confuse the hell out of people, um, yeah. so that they don't know which which way is up. And then at the very last minute, you throw them kind of bone and enough to tip it over. The, so the fifth, so you get to fifty fifty by confusing the hell out of them, and then you try to get that you know half a percent that puts you over the line by throwing them a bone in the end. Right, exactly. I mean, that, that's basically, you know, what it comes down to. But look, there are a lot of, like I said, there are a lot of voters like you and I that voted Democrat for all of my, our whole lives and now are not in this election. And I really think the polls are having trouble with those people. And I think they're, they're in the millions. You know, it's not just you and I. You know, they're, they're in the millions. And I, I think the polling is having trouble with that because uh, it's a totally different electorate now. It's a totally different. This post-COVID electorate is a totally different electorate. This, this, I guess you could say, you know, post-Biden, as people have gotten a, a year and a half taste of him, is a totally different electorate than two years ago. It has totally reshaped reshaped the political landscape. I would agree. Um, all I have to do is talk to um, longtime friends, um, and they have they have shifted just like I have. Um, they're well, they've dropped political allegiance it is mostly what's going on. They didn't shift the Republican Party. They simply dropped their allegiance to the Democratic Party. And, and I've seen this over and probably, I don't it's hard for me to estimate, but at least half my friends. And, and, and that's a lot. Um, not saying I have a 
a, a ton of friends. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying 50 percent is a lot. Um, if you if you get 50 percent of, of a political party um, uh, sh- shifting allegiance, <laughs> you you go from this. You know, I, I, what percent of, of the population at this point is declared a Democrat? I haven't kept haven't kept, kept track. Last time I kept track was about. Uh, maybe 30 and then 30 and, and then, you know, it's maybe a third each for independent Republican and Democrat. What is right. it now? I'm wondering. Oh, oh God. Where are you? Are you, are you in the Marina? Um, I'm just about to head in, heading into Trader Joe's over there by, uh, <laughs> by Larkin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, at least you don't hear gunshots. That's a good thing. That's a that's a that's a, that's a positive. Yeah, I was over. I was over at the Panhandle, and there was some uh, a car that was just backfiring like crazy. And and I was thinking, oh man, should I be hitting the dirt here? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know. Um, but oh, I, I did want to ask you one question. Um, are people in Berkeley finally starting to stop with this crap, or are they coming back with it again? You know, I haven't been in Berkeley much for for over the last um, few months. Um, I, I I will probably be be there more often in in the coming months, but um, they they have always been even more nuts than San Francisco. When, when I when I lived in the East Bay and lived in in Albany, Berkeley area, until ten months ago, I was I was relieved usually to come to San Francisco of all places. Because yeah. in Berkeley and Albany, the virtue signaling was just so far off the charts. I mean, walking down the street without a mask got you infinite dirty looks. Yeah. Okay. So, and of course, you know, the fall and winter, they, 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 made, they may have their heads totally exposed, you know, with, with uh, COVID, what, BA6 or 7 or whatever's coming up next. You know, that, that next one, I guess, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just getting ready, ready uh, getting used to and fond of uh, the BA tool virus. So, yeah, so, uh, you said the, the BA tool virus. Yeah. Exactly. That's basically what it is. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, yeah. It, you yeah, know, yeah, I, and, and the BA foreskin virus. And the BA, yeah, right. BA threesome <laughs> virus. I don't know. I don't know. That's not that bad idea. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure you have something to say about that guy who put up his COVID tests. You know, they put him out like their pregnancy tests and said, my life is ruined. His life is ruined. Yeah. What, 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 what was the big event? Was he having a gender reveal or something? You know, he's having it was the, his new pronoun reveal. Yeah, <laughs> it was the his pronoun reveal party was blown because, yeah, of yeah. course, no, no one into that will go anywhere near someone that's had a positive COVID test. Yeah, so. it's, it's all it's all downhill from here for the poor guy. Incredible. Daniel, thanks. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. All right, man. Oh, my God. But that's it. Yes. Maybe his uh, pronoun reveal party was ruined. Uh, You know, so. But anyway, that's that's I I try. I try my best to uh, to feel bad for these people. I know how hoodwinked they've been and how all the fear and hysteria has been ingrained in them. But I'm losing my patience with them. And I think you people are too. After a while, you just have to wake up. Okay. Well, that has been, and let's be heard for this Tuesday. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank Daniel for calling. Uh, I'll definitely see you uh, tomorrow night. So check the calendar on call in. It'll either be 
you know, it'll be on there tomorrow, but it'll be either, it'll be around this time. It'll be around 10 or 11 p.m. Eastern and 7 or 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, the show's Unless We Heard. I'm Mike Kachopoli. Remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. See you tomorrow.